to the other side of Blackpool podcast. And if you live here in Blackpool, this show's for you. From high up in our attic room studio on Church Street, we share the true stories of what life is really like in Blackpool. Stories that are often overlooked, hidden, or under-celebrated. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Gillian Oliver and here we are down at Holy Trinity Church in Dean Street in Blackpool, right behind the Pleasure Beach. And we've been here together with our gang of residents going through the news and views of what it's really like in Blackpool. Um, we've got our usual mix of special offers and breaking news in this edition, but we've got a particular focus on getting back to work, which is something that we've been um taking a special interest in over the last few months. We're really reliant on uh, some of our residents who are going to tell us what's what. Uh, So around the table today, I've got Emma and Chrissy. Hello. Hi. Together with special guest Rebecca from the platform in town. Hello, Rebecca. Hello. And Harry, who who, um, is somebody who's benefiting from the services of the platform. Hi, Harry. Together with um, John and and Chris, who are going to talk to us about getting back to work. Hello, everybody. Hi. <laughs> okay, so um, we can't go any further without going to our special offers and headlining in our special offers today. We have free legal advice. No, don't adjust your sets. Um, Emma, can you tell us a bit about this? Is this lawyers doing something for nothing? Can it really be true? It is, and it's not means tested either. So they're going to be in Blackpool at Central Library on the 15th of February. So it's like one day only. And you've just got to drop them an email uh, with your details to book yourself an appointment down there. So the email address, I'll give you that. It's lawclinic at lancaster.ac.uk so they can help and give you legal advice on wills and probate family law employment law uh, customer disputes education law small claims and landlord and tenancies as well and all you need to do is let them know you're coming and let them know what you want to talk about when you get there yes and they can line you up and now this is really different from anything we've had in Blackpool before because it's not from Blackpool it's from Lancaster University so all those boffins from the legal team up at the university are coming down in a bus to find out what's what so we want to encourage them in any way that we can and we're just so pleased to hear about this because we know lots of residents who have problems that could be fixed with a lawyer yeah but can't afford one Uh, so we're very happy to recommend that and uh, we'd love to know how residents get on with it so that we can um feed that back to the university and get them to come back again (laughs) um right now that's not all we have a couple of freebies or near freebies for the men in our life what are they emma so the men's shed so People might have previously heard about the men's shed up at Fleetwood, but there's now one in South Shore as well. So it's just a group of guys, they get together, they can make things, do things, conversation, cup of tea. Um, Yeah, and it's all systems go now in FY4 as well. So it's on Mondays and Wednesdays, 10 till 12. And there's actually a, a real person that you can ring if you want any extra information so you can contact Bernard. So Bernard's phone number is 07 five nine six four nine three four seven seven and that's it men's shed in association with blackpool council very good and there's also a little bit of action on the football pitch according to blackpool football club so what's new in from them this week emma so we know there's all about exercise getting out in the fresh air so there's a new walking football by blackpool football community trust and they've got sessions now for for the walking football on mondays and thursdays five till six 
and on Fridays as well, 11 till 12. So it's from uh, Blackpool Garstang Road up to Lytham St Anne's on the Friday sessions. There is a charge for that. It's £4 a session, but like you say if you love football or you know a lot of people used to play football and then their knees went or whatever but it's a great way to get back into the game yeah if you want to go to this and you can't afford four pounds a session let us know and we'll tell blackpool uh football club community trust and i'm sure they'll be happy to waive the fee yeah, they're great, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Okay, good. So that's all our special offers for now. We're also, um, this this week when we got together, we were reflecting on our work with the Disability Forum. I mean, you'll remember until we got involved, there wasn't one in Blackpool. There was nothing really for disabled or le- people with learning difficulties and autism in the town. So we started one because we saw there was a gap in the market. And we've continued our work in the last couple of weeks on special needs transport. Um, and we've been putting out the appeal for mums to come forward if they've had um, any issues with council funded transport to school because some mums have had issues and Chrissy you met one of one of these mums this week tell us all about that yes so I met this uh, lady at the meet and treat at Salvation Army and she was explaining that she has a six-year-old daughter with special needs and she goes to a send school now her son is turning five and will be going to a normal school. Now, her predicament comes along when she's like, how do I get one uh, one child to one school and one child to another school, both at the same time? It's impossibility. My partner works night, so he's not going to be up at that time. And so she's really in a predicament and she wasn't getting listened to. And it was just a sigh of relief that I was sat there for two hours while she was talking because she felt as though she was being listened to the first time. Yeah, so thank you, Chrissy, for finding out that story. And this wasn't all in our quest to find um, more parents who might have had a similar experience and need similar help, was it, Emma? Of course, so like, this isn't the first disability forum that we've run. Um, so obviously with people's work commitments and things, we're finding that sometimes we'll get different people in the room all the time. And when this story was brought to the table and the policy has been assessed, but straight away, um, Eamon Hire were in the room to say that they've got lots of families on their books and they've come with the same issues to them as well. So there are in to building a group of uh, you know families that have been affected by this cutting transport Okay, so they are uh, aiming higher, which is a disability charity, said that they would um, be in touch with their mums and see if they would be happy to talk to our mums and see if we could get something going. And we had an idea to maybe have an afternoon tea or do something that was a bit of a treat yeah. for mums, didn't we? Um, and then there was some brain work that had gone into Charlotte's case, the mum who brought, originally brought the case to us. She's had some help from um, others in the group who flagged up two issues um, with the response that Charlotte has received. So, Emma, can you explain the first one? Uh, Charlotte's been getting help from David Baxter. So he's from the Swallows charity for head and neck cancer. And he's been looking deep into the policy uh, on this form and the national government and looks at how it works with local authorities. That's right. So David flagged up two things for us. First, that there's a legal policy... And then there's the word that's reasonable to the att- to the way it's figured out in lo- at local level. So even though the thing that comes down from the government is quite straight-edged, by the time it reaches the local authority, it should have a bit of wobbliness to it. And the thing that should guide us on it is reasonableness. Um, now, David has been asking whether it's 
being reasonably applied in Charlotte's case. Yeah, so one of the key issues is the fact that Charlotte and other mums are having to be, in their words, in two places at once if they've got more than one child. So like they say, if you've got one child at one school that caters for special needs and then another one that isn't so in charlotte's case her dad's off work at the minute so he's the only one in the family who's got a car so he's got the responsibility of getting robbie to school but his health isn't in the best either it just seems like everybody's life is on hold at the minute and the main priority is obviously getting getting robbie to school but some mornings it's an impossible task yeah so entering that 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 those circumstances of charlotte's would be a way of applying the policy reasonably that's one of the things that we're we're working on and but that's not the only thing what's the other thing chrissy one of the things we found in the policy is that it has to be properly explained to people on receiving end of it. And we haven't found a mum yet who says they understand why the service has been withdrawn. That's right. And the guidance says this has to be done. Um, it matters because of the way it's working out in Blackpool. Um, it's a town with a lot of employment needs, it, by which I mean it's very high on the deprivation league for employment. People are struggling, struggling to get their kids to school after the pandemic in any case. And so school attendance and employment are really big issues in the town. So this is a big issue for Blackpool, therefore it's a big issue for us. Well, do stay tuned on this and we'll have more to share in our next podcast. Well, we had a special treat today in that we had a special guest from The Platform in Blackpool. This is Rebecca Brooks. The Platform, you know it, is that big yellow building underneath Bickerstaff House. It's got a person that's lifting off by means of an umbrella on the outside of it. Not a real person, a picture of one. And this is the gang that gets people back to work in the particular age group, 16 to 24. We've got someone here from that age group, which is another story, and we'll come to Harry in a minute. But first of all, Rebecca, you've got a sense of what we're up to today in our regular lunches. What did you think of it? It was really good to to come out into the community and have lunch with you all today and just actually hear the voices of the people that we're, we're trying to support in the community. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it's all about, right? You, you know how Blackpool ticks and what they think about when they think about work. No, definitely. And my specific role is... is is on outreach um so so my whole role revolves around being out in the communities and trying to look at the barriers and challenges that that people face when they're looking at employment could you help us a bit with those barriers and challenges because even though blackpool has a lot of people that are out of work there is also a lot of desire to get into work if it's on the right if it's the right kind of work can you do you associate yourself with those sentiments does that sound right to you yeah, I think so. I mean, we've we've all obviously been through a lot of upheaval through lockdown in, in the last few years, and particularly the younger people that I work with. Um, and on top of that, obviously, I do work in outreach, so I'm working with young people who may not have stable home environments, things like that, and they're not ready to just go straight into full-time employment or they may feel like they need some training or upskilling so we're all about looking at the individual and helping them and supporting them in the way that they want to be supported. Talking about those barriers to work it is one of those things you found we found this speaking to residents since uh, last September since we started the, doing this work about getting back to work people were saying to us full-time feels like a really big deal it feels too much 
um, two days is enough or four, 14 hours or something because people are, have other commitments, they have family connections they have to attend to. Sometimes they're not in great health. Sometimes it's been a while since they've been at work. And the idea of going from kind of zero to 60, you know, just going straight from no work to full time feels really hard. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that's quite daunting. And uh, as I say, because we're working with the younger end and maybe some of the, the younger residents who've never worked, it's the same thing really that, it, you know, that they're going to, some of them may struggle to to face full-time work, particularly, as I say, if they've got circumstances that are difficult. They might be a young carer. Um, they may not have a stable home life. They, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why that might be an issue, but it's certainly something that, that, I come across and, and that's related to us definitely yeah. and it's something you can work with right yeah I mean we work with everybody on an individual basis so whatever sort of challenges they bring to us um, and the things that they have to consider when they're looking at their options particularly for the younger people where we're looking at further education or, or apprenticeships or anything like that we, we just take it all into account basically right thank you Rebecca and you brought your sidekick Alec <laughs> who couldn't stay but he, he, he works out of health work, works in the town and helps older people get back to work yeah so Alec works for New Start or Alec is New Start really I should say he's uh, he's all of it so he's the face of that so that's from 25 plus so it's the same kind of thing but it's um, just focused purely on employment for that so yeah right okay well we've got um, a couple of people at either ends of the work spectrum Uh, John who's John do you want to do you want to tell us how old you are uh, oh, ish, ish, uh, ish. Give us a decade. I'm in my late fifties. Oh, okay. Well done. Thanks. And you, um, you brought an issue um, with work yourself um, at our last meeting. You were talking a little bit about what it's like to be wanting to work, but needing it to be on on your own terms, or needing a little bit of help to make it fit you. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Well, p- p- partly that um, my stamina levels are different now than they were when I were, was in my 20s and 30s um also had midlife um kind of break away from work um so um I feel like I'm trying to come into the job market but I'm not the same person that I used to be um I I, I don't I don't feel that the job market recognizes um me as um or takes me seriously um i think um i don't want to go into a rubbish job or a job which is soul destroying um but there's no discussion with me about what my values are or what i want um i think i'm expected to take whatever comes up um which may be a soul destroying job and which i probably wouldn't have the physical stamina to to do now well, that's fair enough so you're really sensing that you'd be pressed into a sort of cookie cutter situation and that you wouldn't mm. thrive in that situation and that you need something that fit, fits with your temperament, your fitness and your skills as well. Yeah, yeah my previous skill set was uh, engineering and science and um, whilst I'm, a, I'm being offered jobs at British Aerospace, which I've tended to avoid because of the arms um, manufacturer links, um, I don't know whether there's anything seriously being considered for people with my skill set and my age group lovely thank you thank you john for sharing that um also listening to today's presentation by the platform was our chris come in chris and you be you're back after a while away nice to see you again thank you 
Did you enjoy being back with your I do, old friends? I, I do. I love coming here. Um, you listened to the presentation about work, and you um, you had you had something that you wanted. Yeah, it was about the courses to see if I can get my SIA on a course. Now, remind us what an SIA is. It's a security door badge. Okay, so you want to be a bouncer? Oh yes. And why? Because it's something that I'd like to do. You've, you've got a lot of natural authority. What do you really feel that you would need in order to get a bouncer's job? My badge. That's the main thing that you need to get is your badge. And do you, see, do you see yourself bouncing at the hospital or nightclubs? Or? Anywhere. Wherever I can get a job as long as it's not over 16 hours a week. Okay. Over to... I've got uh, physical disabilities. No, hidden f- physical disabilities, but I still want to do the job. Rebecca, do you think that this is something that you will, can find a way to helping Chris with? Yeah, so obviously you would be talking to Alec at Newstart because he is over 25, um, and he really is your portal to all that advice about where you could maybe look at access in training. Obviously, um, there is a cost to SIA training, but there are a lot of training providers that, that do that. So the good thing about Newstart and the platform is that we are like a one-stop shop for all that information. So your advisor can sort of give you all those options, basically. So it would be a good idea for you to, yeah, to have a chat with him. Well, I've got number anyway. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, here we are, solving problems one lunchtime at a time. <laughs> Thank you, everyone. Now, we can't go without hearing from our Harry. Harry, remind us how old you are. Uh, just turned 17. Mm-hmm. And are you looking for work? Uh, yeah. Okay, and what kind of work might suit you, do you think? At the minute, I'm thinking retail, get myself a bit of work experience and I might go back and do a college course and see where I end up. Does it sound right to you, this thing about, you know, just a little bit at first? You don't, you know, it feels like climbing, climbing Mount Everest, going to full-time work right now. Or would you be up for that? Are you strong enough for that? Do you think you'd really welcome that? Or mm. do you want to start with a bit lower down? Uh, I'm not too bothered because I have worked one job before so full-time uh, part-time so I know what a work environment would be like and uh, the hours would just be extra time in the workplace in the environment so and you met the platform through your brother yeah how did that how, how did that come about my brother stopped going to college because he didn't like the course they were trying to make him do so he went to the platform and they got him into a course he wanted to do at a different college. And um, your experience of platform, given that Rebecca's next to you, but, you know, you you can speak freely. How have you found it? You've road-tested it for all those other 17-year-olds. How have you found it? It's been really good, actually, because it's not like they're pushing you in a direction that you don't want to go. They push you in the direction you want to go, help you with everything you need. That's good. So they... It's personalised, is that what you're saying? It's all about it's all about Harry and what Harry needs and wants rather than, you know, a cookie cutter, as John fears. Yeah, they, uh, they, it's one-on-one sessions helping you with what you want. Great, and at the time of day that suits you as well? Yeah, time of day, any day, between on Mondays to Fridays. Well, that, that's good to know. So out of ten... Eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> Praise indeed. Well, look... Thank you to Rebecca, Harry, John and Chris for telling us all about that, getting back to work. And Rebecca, I hope we can keep on being friends with you over the time that we're thinking and talking about this and we can all together do something useful for Blackpool. So thank you. Now, before we go, we've got one more special offer to bring you. And that is about 
um, cost of living. Because some of you will have heard in the media this week that the last um, bits of money from the government, people who are on benefits and in particular need, is ending. So they, you will have got some money from HM government, but that's it. So we're all out finding what's out there. And, I, you know, we've spoken to our friends at the council. They're really hopeful that there's going to be something in the budget coming up that will also be able to help and support people. But Emma's been road testing some things. Emma, have you got a special tip you can give us? Yes. So Blackpool Coastal Housing in connection with Cadent Foundation. So just to put it out there that you don't have to be renting. You can own your own home. You don't have to be in Blackpool Coastal Housing. Those are just the two agencies that have got this running and the two agencies that have received £55,000. And that is to help anybody... Uh, should they need it with shopping vouchers so for two people in a household you'll receive 50 pound up to four people 70 five people or more 100 pound um you can get shopping vouchers for aldi asda farm foods iceland morrison's sainsbury's or tesco you can receive the vouchers through a text message or on email and you can also get energy top-up vouchers so these will be received from your local post office or on an email and you can get 49 pounds to go towards your energy Uh, in addition to those vouchers for energy and food vouchers you can also get a single 15 tog duvet a double 15 tog duvet a heated throw with nine heat settings, a built-in timer and remote control, a single heated under blanket, a double heated under blanket, a rechargeable hot water bottle, thermos flask, air fryer for either two people or, you know, the larger ones for bigger families, an oil-filled radiator or slow cooker, both again in two different sizes, uh, small and large, depending on your family size so you just gotta go online fill the form in they just ask for your name date of birth you don't need to send them any bank statements it's not means tested just if you could do with the extra help it's there to be had emma that's a great tip and can you remind us what the website is you need to go to or email address or what what is the thing that unlocks this uh particular cave of goodies (laughs) so of course if you need to access this you can just search for bch warm and healthy homes winter support application and it's tried and tested by your good self emma sure is. and we know some people who've also taken part in it and uh, so it's been tested by us and it's got our thumbs thumbs up. up Well, thanks everyone that's taken part in today's podcast. Thank you for sharing your stories and concerns. If you've heard this edition and you think, I'd like to say something about that or I'd like to come for lunch with those guys, please find us on Facebook, The Other Side of Blackpool. But to everyone around the table today, I just want to say thank you. You've been listening to The Other Side of Blackpool podcast for people who live here all year round. We're a dream of the Poverty Truth Network in Blackpool and the Fylde Coast. Find out more at povertytruthnetwork.org. If you like us, follow us and leave us a review.